Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely and amazing co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, but sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our faith walk with Christ. Now, I always say faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. So, Yemi, what are we diving into today? Well, Philia, we're giving everyone a season pass to miracles, where we closely examine the miracles performed by Jesus Christ, and we apply those miracles to our modern day life. Today, we're covering the Jesus miracle of healing a boy with an unclean spirit. This is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 14 to 29. I will be reading from the ESV version, but feel free to use any version you like. And it begins. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, this is Jesus, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing with about with them? And some from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. And Jesus answered them, oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And the father said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, but help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse so that most of them said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Amen. Amen. Ooh. Wow. That I, was a lot. That was, first of all, that was, that, there were so many things I want to attack. Attack. I want to attack it the way that this demon attacked that boy and just like peel back these layers because this was, um, there's so many things, but you know what? Since you read, what is your, t <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me do my take. You want to do your take? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Because I'm so super excited about this. Right. And I also don't want to forget. So first things first, this reminds me of the previous um, miracle because even though Jesus, um, first of all, he shows that his disciples cannot do it themselves. He's like, why can't you people believe? Bring the boy to me. Let me come and do it. Let me show you how it's supposed to be done. So it's proven that only prayer can do this. But what I like is that it's almost done in transi transition and progress as well. 
right? Because even instantaneously, this boy seemed like he was dead. But then everyone was like, oh, he's, a, he's dead. And, he's, and Jesus holds his hand and, you know, brings him. And it almost seems like he brought him to life. So it almost feels like there were two miracles in one here. But I think that unlike the other miracles, Jesus comes again to try to question their faith. And I love the fact that the man says, yes, I have faith, but I want you to even show me or take care of my unbelief. Because sometimes we, we believe, but we waver with our belief. And this man shows that example that I do believe, but, but, but I want you to really, really, really help me to believe. And this is what I like about this miracle, because that is, that is what we go through as human beings all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is probably one of the most often quoted lines. It's, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. Because we as humans, we often waver and we, we say that we believe, but our actions show otherwise. Deep down, we have some inkling that it may not happen. Even when we're praying for a miracle for ourselves, we say that we believe anything is possible through God, right? This is what Jesus said. If you believe anything, can anything is possible. We quote that, but we forget that we have a part of us that doesn't really believe it's going to happen. We believe that our time has passed, that the miracle has passed over us, that maybe we're undeserving of this miracle. But Jesus is saying that if you believe anything is possible. And so our response to that is we have belief, but we don't have complete belief. So Jesus, if you can help us, we can get there. And that's great because we also need God to help us bridge the gap. There's no matter what we do, we're not going to be whole in Christ. Only Christ can come and make us whole. We need him to deposit something extra in us. We ourselves independently cannot be everything. We can, if we, we study the Bible, but we don't fellowship and commun um, community. Right. We're not going to grow, right? Because it's only one-sided. If we read the Bible, but we don't practice, we're not going to grow because it's only selfish practice. There's so much that we need to do to overcome our unbelief that we need to take the examples from the Bible and help them to move us forward, help them to demonstrate why we can cancel out the unbelief or help it usher out the unbelief. And we only get belief when we have testimony and practice, right. right? It's one thing for affiliate to testify to something. And I'm saying, wow, that, that mm -hmm. really helps to strengthen my resolve. But when it happens to you, you really believe. So we're all counting on the thing that'll happen to us to change our mind right. around. But God is saying, I'm showing you every single day. This is why Jesus is even a little bit frustrated right. because he's like, like immediately before this happened, Jesus went up to the Mount that the Mount Transfiguration, right? So this is the time when Jesus takes three of his disciples, James, John, Simon, Peter, they go up to this mountain and they see Jesus praying. But mm. Jesus goes up to the mountain to pray. But what they see is Jesus talking to Moses and Elijah and they're terrified. They're like, what's going on? Mm. So they're like, let's build a tent, right? Like mm -hmm. They're trying to react in their very human way. And God speaks to them. This is my son. Listen to him, right? Mm -hmm. This is like, this is like an amazing wonderment. And Jesus also tells them that he's going to die. So there's a lot of things happening. 
And when Jesus comes down and the people are mad at his disciples, he's like, oh my gosh, I don't have much time here. Like mm. you guys really need to step up your faith walk. Mm. Like I can't do everything for you. I have a little bit of time. So it might've been a little bit of frustration. Yes. And his disciples, Jesus has given them authority to cast out demons, to trample over snakes and, and, and scorpions. He's given us that authority, but we can't do it without our faith. Right. We can't do it, like Jesus said, without prayer. Right. All of these things are necessary for us to overcome. Right. We have so many obstacles. We will continue to have obstacles. There's nothing easy in this life. There are good days and there's bad days. And what do we do with those bad days? We can't overcome if we don't have prayer, if we don't have belief. This is what I think is the most essential part of this. Right. That help that unbelief. When the disciple says, well, how come we couldn't cast them out? And he's just like, because this needs prayer. Yeah, right. It needs prayer and it needs belief. Yes. Amen. Um, well, something else that I noticed, right? In the previous miracle, he pulled the man aside when he was healing, um, when he was healing the man um, that was blind. was blind, right? He pulled him aside. He did not want the crowds because that man he was trying to show you know, to heal him in, 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 in stages. In this one, it almost seems like when the man cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus saw this multitude coming, coming together. That's when he rebuked that spirit to come out from the boy. And he said, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. So that power of, 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 of the tongue, he, commanded it because he had authority and God had granted us. He's given us that authority to speak life and death. And Jesus spoke death in or, and brought, brought it out of this boy, you know, because obviously this demon spirit was taking over him. You know, he was constantly in convulsions and foaming at the mouth. So I, the fact that this demon spirit also recognized the presence of Christ, because it shows that the minute he was brought in front of Jesus, that that's when the spirit started to convulse. So even the spirit recognizes the holiness that Jesus is. It's like everything is commanded uh, um, uh, uh, around him. And this is the reason why at that time, even though the man had gone to the disciples to get the healing for his son, he wasn't able to do so because the faith and the prayer, it was more to it than that. This also to me shows that sometimes it's just not about your belief. It's how are you nourishing it? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you nourishing that belief? You can't just say, I believe, and that's it. But what is what is constituting that belief? There has to be something more, right? You got to read more. You got to learn more. You have to have a clear understanding more. You can't just say it. It's walk the walk, talk the walk, talk the talk. You have to be able to do everything. You can't just have one facet. You almost have to triangulate that word in order for it to be real, like the Trinity. Yeah. You know? So that's why I think it's so important to grow in community. That's why, I mean, I will plug this every time, but I think Wisdom Wednesdays is so important mm -hmm. because we digest this, not just amongst ourselves, but with others who have different perspectives. Right. And that's how you grow. You see things differently. You grow. You, you, you're, prayer life becomes deeper. When Jesus said that you need this needed prayer, 
he he's talking about maybe the disciples they didn't have full belief maybe they needed to pray maybe they needed to ask god or maybe they needed the guy to pray to have this deep life of prayer where if i pray my faith grows my right. unbelief will start to dissipate but that prayer is communication with god you need to talk to god you need to have a covenant relationship with god right. not just say like philia says i believe in jesus christ right now right. you enter this new covenant but how do you sustain it how do you grow and thrive it's not mm -hmm. just by becoming a christian one day but it's practicing christianity is a faith walk that's why we say these conversations are about our everyday life, our relationships, and, and our faith, faith walk, walk with Christ. Amen. Because all of these things triangulate. Yes. Like Philly yes. said, <laughs> they triangulate, they become part of who we are and our existence. So even here, where it was believed that the disciples would be able to do it, everyone was mad at them because they couldn't do it. But maybe the people actually didn't believe they needed Jesus. Jesus right. And yes, we do need Jesus. But while we are waiting for his return, there are things that we can do, i.e. grow, pray, yes. grow in community, grow in communication with God. There are things that we can do right now at this very moment to become better, to help our unbelief. Yes. There's never going to be a time where we are completely faithful mm -mm. i don't think mm -mm. maybe there's some people who are like i'm 100 devoted i never mm -mm. waver i never doubt but there are some of us who are going to doubt sometimes even with the strongest belief we're going to say maybe this is not for me right even if you pray for it you say maybe god didn't intend this for me you see other people gaining and you feel like you're either stuck stagnant or falling behind or going backwards what they what do they call it? They when they call a Christian who slips back, I oh, think backslider. backslider, right? It's it's I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I think that sometimes you may not be progressing, but not necessarily backsliding in a sense. Well, mm -hmm. backsliding is like doing non Christian things. Non Christian <laughs> things. <laughs> it's, it's like an active I center. Got you. I got you. But it, it's the idea that we we stay the same mm -hmm. is just not going to help us right, ever right. we need to grow and grow in community and grow in our relationships with christ right. and jesus says what you need for certain things is prayer prayer, prayer is key prayer is key prayer is essential to our spiritual growth and prayer is essential to our walk with christ that is how we become more christ-like more righteous because the prayer is the one that's keeping our our keeping us in almost in that almost like a Christian bubble a little bit mm -hmm. that protection that we need mm -hmm. that grace that we need that mercy that we need and that discernment which is the most important thing of how we communicate with God you know and that is what the prayer really does and for Jesus Christ to be our intercessor it is key that we pray because we can't just go out there calling on you know, expecting things to happen. It's either going to happen in layers. It's either going to happen in stages. It can happen instantaneously and it can happen not at all. Mm -hmm. It can probably not occur, but having faith that it is only by his will is the thing that keeps us grounded, is the thing that makes us Christians, is the thing that defines who we are. And I think this is what this miracle 
is actually trying to show. Yeah, we need to ultimately work on our unbelief <laughs> and continuously pray. Yes. And and that will help us. There's yes. There may be all kinds of obstacles and there may be times where you, you have a little bit of un, unbelief and you shouldn't feel bad about that. Right. Just pray mm -hmm. and continue to work on your growth and progress mm -hmm. and God will meet you there. Jesus will meet you there. But Jesus has said he's left us all these tools for right now to help us so that we can get through our days. Yes. But sometimes he's going to be a little bit distant from us because he got other things to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have these lessons that we can learn from and we can work. We can work. Jesus leaves us the tools is our opportunity to unlock our miracle. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed this discussion on healing a demon-possessed boy. Before we end, we have a few announcements, and then we will close with a prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on healing a demon-possessed boy. Before we end, we have a few announcements and then we will close with a prayer. First, we would like to announce that we'll be back next Wednesday to discuss season two, episode 25 on the miracle of catching a fish with the temple tax coin. We are super delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesdays YouTube live discussion where we will be discussing your season pass to miracles and how we all can access our very own miracles through our personal walk with Jesus Christ. This will take place at our new time of 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Now, if you haven't done so already, we are continuing to fill our jars of joy with a note, scripture, prayer, or just something God has done for you in the name of Jesus. It's not too late to catch up. We are only in week eight. Now, in the last podcast of the year, we will empty out our jars or boxes and take turns reading our blessings. Lastly, our weekly podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, then just spread the news and follow us. Click that like button and then comment and share with family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer. Now, God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. And Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, gracious and heavenly Holy Father, give us the wisdom to discover you and the intelligence to understand you, the diligence to seek after you and the patience to wait for you. Heavenly Father, through the power of the spirit of Jesus Christ, come and open our eyes that we may see how great you are and how complete your provision is for this new day. Oh, Father God, we are thankful that the victory that Lord Jesus Christ won for us on the cross and in his resurrection has been given to us and that we are seated with the Lord in the heavens. Father God, thank you for everything that you have done for us. We know that you hate anything that causes illness to our bodies. So we ask that you will heal any diseases, Father God, 
and have compassion and bring healing from all sickness, Father God. Your word says that when we call out to you, the eternal one, that you will give order, heal, and rescue us from certain diseases, Father God. But in the Bible, we have read of your miraculous healing, and we believe, Father, that you still heal in that same way. We believe that there is no illness that you cannot heal after all you have told us in the Bible, Father God. So we ask for your healing and protection. Father God, from all of our experiences of life on earth, that not everyone can be healed, but we know that whatever happens, it is in your will. And if that happens here, then keep our hearts soft towards you, Father, and help us to understand your plan and help us to be excited about heaven. Lord, we thank you that anyone in our circle who needs healing belongs to you and that you are in full control of our destiny. Oh Lord, you are our strength, you are our rock, and you are our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, may we all come into agreement and say, amen, amen, and amen. We thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. And we hope to see you all tonight. 8 p.m. sharp. Bye.